edition of Mr. Nice Guy. I'm Ben Slowey, and I am joined uh, this afternoon uh, by, he, he does a lot of like sound engineer work. Um, he is one half of the electronic duo Rocket Power. Um, he was in LA for a while, uh, and then recently moved back to Wisconsin. He's moving to Chicago this summer. Um, so he's, he's, he's going all over the place. Um, <laughs> but, uh, I'm excited to talk to him about his passions, artistry and what he does, what he does. Thank you very much, Mike Randy for joining me today. Yeah, thanks, man. I'm so happy to be here. That was a that was a great intro. I honestly wasn't ready for all that, so I'm a little taken aback. But yeah, that's yeah. that's basically my life summed up. And that was those very kind words. I appreciate that. Hey, man, I, I try to do the homework, you know. Um, yeah. I um, oh, yeah. Like, glad you could be here. Uh, I know we we like we kind of talked about doing this like over a year ago, but you know, uh, I had to like get my shit together for a while but i'm glad we're finally here yeah yeah me too i mean i was probably on some la shit at that time too so you know it's it, it goes both ways everything ended up working out we're here now we're gonna have a good talk and i'm excited for it man definitely yeah likewise uh yeah so for one how are you doing how how's your day going good oh, i'm doing great man i uh, just been kind of chilling got some sound engineering work done do like remote sound engineering now. That's pretty much what my main gig is. Um, I started it actually back uh, when COVID hit because I was working in the service industry and, you know, touring, playing music. And then COVID came around and, well, I can't do, I can't work in the service industry and I can't play music. So I better figure out how I'm going to make money. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sure. Uh, yeah, but my day's been going great. How about you? Uh, mine's going all right. Uh, I'm a little sleepy. Uh, I, Hosted a show last night um, at Cactus Club, and it was fun. You know, it was um, like it was definitely an intimate evening. You know, it was Monday night after a holiday weekend, so mm -hmm. you know the people that were there like really wanted to be there, and that made me yeah. happy. Um, but uh, yeah, I just had a lot of shit to do today, man. Uh, you know, did some blogging earlier. Uh, probably gonna do more later. Um, yeah. But, you know, they always got to make time for the nice guy podcast. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, right. Yeah. Um, so you're in uh, you're in Kenosha now. Yeah. Yeah. Right now I'm living in Kenosha. I came back uh, last month, the beginning of the month. Uh, my family's from here and stuff. I grew up here. So it's just kind of my family was like, yeah, if you want to come back, you know, you can come back and, you know, we'll get we'll you can hang out in Kenosha for a couple months while you figure it out. And. My plan was always to move to Chicago in July anyway. And then when my family was like, well, you know, if you want to come back early and hang out here, I'm like, well, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I can't really complain about that. So yeah. um, my lease was up in LA anyway. So I was like, yeah. So I, I basically had four months of just kind of chilling, hanging out. I've been going up to Milwaukee a lot. I've been going down to Chicago quite a bit too. And it's been really great. It's been really great to be back, honestly. Like, there's nothing really quite like the the Midwest hospitality and attitude. Like the people here are so dope. Like that that's one thing I've learned from being, you know, East Coast, West Coast, wherever. Like the people in the Midwest are still the best people. I don't care what anybody says. Like <laughs> Dude, I appreciate you saying that. I I mean, yeah, like uh there's a, you know, a very like uh generally Generally speaking, there's mm -hmm. quite a friendly demeanor around here. The Midwest is is underrated. I know a lot of people like are always like, "Oh, I can't wait to like get out of here." Like the winters are terrible, and yeah, the winters are yeah, terrible. Yeah. It's very easy to make friends around here, if you ask me. Yeah, 
Yeah, definitely. A lot of common interests and people are always just, you know, down just to have like, just real, like, you know, real conversations about real things. And, you know, a lot yeah. of other places, I feel like conversations are very transactional based, you know, who do you know? Why are you here? Which, you know, don't get me wrong. I'm fine with that. There's a time and a place, but it's like, if you're going to be like that, like follow through when you want to, you know, when you feel like you should, I don't know. Just people yeah. are funny, man. So yeah, oh, yeah, very, very happy to be back here. Good shit, man. Well, right yeah. on. But yeah. Here in Wisconsin, you can make a friend, uh, catching your neighbor on their porch and in five minutes you're invited out of the porch for a beer you know <laughs> right yeah exactly <laughs> and then next oh yeah you know, stay you... for dinner stay for yeah. dinner yeah <laughs> exactly yeah have you met my dogs this is my kid you know like yeah, yeah. come over come over anytime you know we always got something in the oven like <laughs> you're always welcome here yeah oh yeah yeah oh yeah there yeah coming over there <laughs> you know <laughs> like what we talk about on mr nice guy we talk love and fear passion and creativity and so, uh, yeah, I, I know we've been connected for a little while. Um, I've known of Rocket Power for, uh, I mean, you guys were kind of like big, like in the Milwaukee scene, like sort of mm -hmm. before I really like ventured into it. But like, I definitely heard of Rocket Power. Um, and uh, I interviewed Seth last year. Mm -hmm. uh, it's right around a year ago, actually. I had him on the show. Um, okay. And it was cool to talk to him. Um, so uh, I'm definitely very familiar with like your work. I know you've also worked with Lex Martin Presents and yeah. Uh, shout out to Alex. Um, I love that guy. He's awesome. Yeah, dude. <laughs> dude, dude. I've, I've been, this past year I would just see him so many random times, like just like walking down the street, like on Brady, like around Brady area. Like I was just yeah. like walking past him, like oh, hello, Alex. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I was like, yeah, he lives right over there, too. I was like, I like to pop in and surprise him every once in a while, get him with a good surprise, sneak up on him at the Miramar or whatever. Because, you know, he's still he's still always got his gold chain on and the black T-shirt. Like, I'm not going to not be able to recognize him. And then, you yeah. know, he'll say something about how he hates me, and then he's just kidding, you know. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Those are the real ones, for sure. Yeah, uh, exactly. Totally. Uh, so, so, yeah, I, I'd love to talk more. We're definitely going to talk more about, um, you know, what you've been up to in the last few years and like tripping mm -hmm. out and everything but first we got to take it back so yeah um i guess to start like uh i'd love to hear a bit more about so i know you're you said you're from the kenosha area yeah. um uh tell me a bit more about like kind of where music um kind of started becoming a creative outlet for yourself yeah definitely so basically um it was right around the time that levels came out by avici um, a whole bunch of, I, so I'd always wanted to go to a rave. I think I was like 19 or something at the time. And all of a sudden, one of my buddies lived in Chicago and he invited literally like our whole, like, you know, like Kenosha and like college group of friends. I was living in Milwaukee at the time I was in college. And I was, he's like, yeah, like there's this dude, like Avicii, like come down to Chicago to like the Congress state or whatever. So we all went down there and man, it was the time of my life. Like it was literally that concert. I, that is the exact moment that concert changed my life for sure. I went and I downloaded Ableton the next day and I was not good. I was not good at all. Like I couldn't even play like the recorder, like in grade school. <laughs> so <laughs> for me to try to jump straight into production, it was a little crazy. So instead of getting ready to production, I ended up started DJing. Um, and it was me, um, Seth and our other buddy, uh, Cody Moreland. Um, and we would just go to each other's houses every night 
and literally just DJ for like three or four hours back and forth, always just trying to like one up each other. And yeah, that was like, that was like the coolest and most fun way to grow and like learn to DJ. Cause I would always be like looking for music and be like, oh, I know that I have this song. I'm gonna play this song. And be like, whoa, what is that? You know? (laughs) Was this like around like 10 years ago or so? Yeah, this is about 10 years ago. I probably should have given a little bit of a time frame. Yeah. Oh, no. Wow. (laughs) No worries. I, yeah, no. Yeah. I remember like that's kind of when like trap started getting pretty big too, like Mm -hmm. around like 2013, 14 yeah exactly i think yeah like yep and this is like so this is i think it was in like 2012 and then yeah carrying on to 2013 2014 um because i graduated college and like dj was going really well and i was finally learning how to produce and you know to make my parents proud i decided that instead of graduating instead of using my degree i was gonna go be a dj and you know they were really happy to hear that (laughs) (laughs) they always are yeah, they, they did end up once uh once things actually got moving though and they saw us play because we ended up playing Summerfest like two different times. And once they saw that, they were kind of like, okay, well, you know, maybe, maybe you have maybe you're onto something here. So that yeah. that was really cool to, you know, show them full circle. But um, yeah, basically that was kind of my segue was like that concert and then playing with Seth and Cody. And then Seth and I ended up forming Rocket Power at Spring Awakening, I think maybe two or three years after that. Um, we were, I remember we were at Cascade, uh, when he had live spring awakening and we like talked about it and like how we should do a project together. And then, you know, crazy enough, we actually ended up doing it. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, yeah. And, and then from there is kind of the rest is history. We just started, you know, making as much music as we could. Seth did uh, a lot more of the writing and stuff. I did a lot more of the engineering and yeah, I we kind of did the DJ in half and half. And that's just kind of the way it ended up working out. Um, <laughs> we ended up just, you know, trying to like we ended up sneaking backstage to see uh tombs one time just so we could give him our card because we wanted to get booked for a show so bad that was the kind of crazy stuff that was back when you know we could you could still do that it wasn't like weird or anything you know shout out to tombs tombs is dope Mm -hmm. yeah i I fuck with him a lot (laughs) but um yeah that's kind of what ended up happening like and then from there the rest is kind of history we kept making music putting out a lot of music we started playing one show then we played another kept building and building and building and yeah and that's that's pretty much what ended up taking us out to la from there damn right on dude uh i'd love to hear more about kind of like kind of like what your heyday as rocket power looked like in the milwaukee scene like uh where were you guys playing i, I mean i imagine you're playing like miramar site like yeah the, the the big ones but yeah like um what are some of your fondest memories so definitely the craziest show was when we played with marshmallow at Summerfest. that was that was insane there was like i don't even know like twelve thousand people or something like that it was <laughs> yeah it was it was insane. So like biggest, craziest show. That's definitely, it's definitely in the, like the top five. I mean, I only say that because some of the other shows we had a residency at site and we had our own party at the Miramar all at the same time. And there were just so many amazing nights, like the jawbreaker, the jawbreaker after parties that we had, those are some of my favorite nights ever too at site when a hands down. And then um, when we did the show with Zed's dad at site too, that was like, <sighs> insane insane like i'll never forget never forget those memories ever so that was all kind of around i think that was summer of 2019 or 18 if i'm remembering back 
I, I'd have to, I have to go look exactly. You know, I'm dating myself now. I'm like, like oh, yeah. what year was that? <laughs> Dude, who even fucking knows anymore? You know, yeah. like, mm-hmm. how the fuck is it gonna be May? You know, <laughs> and yeah, like, exactly. Like, I'm like, I just, I just got my taxes done yesterday because, you know, apparently I'm finally an adult. So I'm like, but I was like, wow, that came up really fast. Like, I know, dude, time has been such a loose construct, uh, um, basically since COVID hit. Um, but but yeah, damn, like that's, that's insane though. Those are gonna be the moments like, you know, like you, you, you tell your kids or like Mm -hmm. if you have, if you end up having kids, like I once played the. 12,000 people on that stage right there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Can you believe that, Sonny? No, right? I know when they tell me no, I'm going to have to take out the video and show them. Yeah. Really <laughs> <laughs> we'll start like crying. Yeah, yeah right? Yeah. Like, why, did you, why did you do that anymore, Dad? <laughs> <laughs> Where did like the conversation sort of uh, introduce like LA? Like, where did that all kind of start? Yeah, so after we kind of had this crazy summer, we, uh, you know, we kind of felt like we did everything there kind of was to do in Milwaukee, and we wanted to keep growing. And not like in like a bad way or anything like Milwaukee's always home like dude I, I love it here so like so much and like yeah. we're always gonna be playing here and like there's literally no place like it but you know I was like I, I didn't want to spend the rest of my life wondering what if we had gone to LA and what if we had taken it to the next level. And so we actually had a manager at the time who lived out there who kind of made us a bunch of promises and said some things that, you know, he was, that didn't end up exactly working out the way that we all had envisioned it to, but, you know, you can't blame any one person for that. Um, And, you know, that, I think part of it going out there was, I mean, it was definitely a risk and I'm glad I did it because it made me like see life in a different way and really made me like grow up. And I I was viewed as like a rite of passage, you know, like I went out there with like a thousand dollars, dude. Like it was not a lot of money to go live in Los Angeles. Like I'm trying to get like a job and then trying to still do the music thing and then still trying to go out. And it was like, yeah, it was, it was just a lot on my plate on Seth's plate at the same time too, you know? But I mean, we had some really great nights. We met some really cool people. Um, I think like LA is definitely the the right move. For, I think anyone should try it, like hundred percent. Like you should definitely try it. Put yourself out there, see if it works. Worst case scenario, you come back and you move to Chicago. Like you know, it's not not the end of the world by any means. But like the experience you'll get from doing it will just be so worth it. Like for sure. Sure, I got you. If it's in your means to, yeah, like. Uh to take a shot. I mean, yeah, why not? Especially if you're, you know, trying to uh, really like make it into the music industry. I mean, that feels like the ideal place to go, but yeah, I mean, but I understand how it can definitely swallow you whole. Um, yeah. Out there. Like my friend and I uh, actually went to LA last year, last summer. Um, mm-hmm. It was our first time there. Uh, we were there for a week. And uh, we had a great time, you know, like uh, definitely spent a lot of time on the beaches. Dude, Malibu is fucking most beautiful beach I've ever been to. So beautiful, dude. It's so amazing. Yeah. It was, it was striking. And, you know, we, we did like some other like touristy stuff. Like Mm. we went whale watching. (laughs) (laughs) I did that too with my family. That's so funny. Oh yeah. yeah. (laughs) We went to Dana Point to do that. Um, Okay on the south south part of LA 
Um, but yeah, we, we ended up seeing like one whale for like a few seconds, but, um, yeah. <laughs> you know, it was, it was cool. Um, yeah. very, we went to Joshua tree, you know, like it was, cool. it was a, it was cool. I don't know if I'd ever seen myself there. Um, it's just so big and it's also strange to like visualize it person when you have such like romanticized I concepts of it like you know just from growing up like a map uh in a video game you played growing up or you know like movies that like would take place there you know seeing it and all the pictures like it's so like romanticized and to actually be there and it's it's almost kind of eerie no I totally get that and I mean I definitely think like I'll still go back and visit every once in a while I mean, yeah. I personally wouldn't go back and live there, but that's just based on my experience. But I mean, part of it is, like you said, it's so big too. I mean, dude, it takes, so I lived, even when I lived in like Culver City, I lived in Culver City in West Hollywood, right? And sure. even to get between those places, it's like five miles, but it's going to take me 30, 30 to 40 minutes, like yeah. at least. And I'm just like, you know, I, so I understand why like people don't want to do that unless they have like their helicopter that they can just take off whenever they want to go and go. But, you know, definitely, like, for visiting and stuff, like, it's definitely a cool vibe. And, you know, I feel like, like you said, too, I mean, I feel like a lot of films and stuff we grew up watching kind of romanticized it, you know, into this thing that, you know, it it isn't quite that. But, you know, that's that's kind of the way I view it. Yeah, because, like, you know, you you look at it from a point of, of like, having capital, right? Like, like the the perspective you're often... um, fed about LA is one of a, from a place of like money you know privilege just like mm-hmm. all, but you know observe some of like the the social and like poverty issues there like yeah um, you know that was that was pretty like holy shit you know like it's mm-hmm. definitely like you see a different side of it than you're exposed to um I know people that uh are there that love it that are mm-hmm. thriving out there and yeah you know, power to them so. yeah exactly yeah it's like like I said like I'm glad I went and I tried and I found out it's not for me one of my other buddies from Minnesota just moved there like probably seven or eight months before I left or whatever and he's a- he's absolutely crushing it I have absolutely like he's probably gonna be like by this time next year he's gonna be like on a world tour or something he's he's gonna absolutely crush it but yeah you know it just kind of depends on the type of person and just how the cards end up falling you know right yeah so so when you were out there, like, um, what were you mostly working on? So we were doing rocket power stuff for quite a while for like the first two years when we ended up moving out there. Um, and then COVID hit and we were like, well, okay, kind of fuck. Like, <laughs> you know, we can't really play shows or like, I mean, we could have still, we could still put out music and we put out some music and stuff, but you know, Seth and I at that time just kind of ended up kind of taking that time to kind of get our own personal lives in order too, because one thing we had kind of realized too, is we kind of become like one unit as like rocket power, just like one person. And like both of us had kind of put personal things that we probably should have taken care of, you know, aside in the name of trying to push this project forward. So, you know, what kind of ended up happening is we both ended up focusing on ourselves. um, And, you know, he ended up getting like a great job in marketing and stuff. I ended up starting my own sound engineering business and we're still great friends and we're still going to do the project for fun and stuff, but we're just not going to like push it as crazy as like, you know, we first went to and, you know, whether, you know, COVID had or hadn't happened, what would have happened, you know, it's kind of hard to say, 
but that's kind of the the effect that it had on our project. But you know, I'm also grateful that like you know, like I was able to grow as a person a lot more because of that, and because we took that chance in general at the beginning. So, yeah, there you go. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's a good um like way to look at it in retrospect. You acquired a lot of insight, and you know, found your own um respective directions you know like that's mm -hmm. and that's a great thing how did you um get it off the ground i guess yeah yeah yeah, yeah definitely so it's kind of funny actually it's it, it's really funny so um you know the website fiverr have you heard of that i use fiverr actually yeah so in march of 2020 when she was hitting the fan i was like well like i don't know if i'm going to be able to like work in a restaurant i can't i'm not going to know can't tour and like you know streaming money is like you know, even if you do a million plays, that's like $5,000. You can't live on that. Like, <laughs> so like, at least not in Los Angeles. Right. So I, I started a Fiverr just as kind of like, a, oh shit, like maybe this will end up taking off. And I had just, I'd had a couple clients that I just like worked with just from like in the scene, just from being around for a while. So I had like three or four people I was already working with. And I was like, well, maybe I'll make this Fiverr thing. And, you know, maybe I'll end up getting a little bit of extra money while I try to figure out what else is happening. Lo and behold, like a month later, I'm getting like seven or eight orders a day. Oh, um, yeah, it was crazy. My pro, I just happened to, it must've just been a timing thing because like I did a good job of like my video and presenting myself on the platform. I had examples of like all the work I did and it just blew up. Like I was like, there was, I was like there, I was probably spending like at the, at, when I was at the busiest point, like almost 60 hours a week trying to keep up with all these crazy orders. Oh, yeah. 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 It was, it was nutty. I, I was blown away and I kept just raising my prices and raising my prices and raising my prices too. Cause I'm like, I can't keep doing this. You know what I mean? Like, so um it, yeah it just kind of ended up taking off and then i became uh it's called the top rated seller on the platform and then uh someone from the company that's in charge of like music and audio actually reached out to me after like five or six months and they were like dude like just so you know like your profile is like absolutely crushing it like i just want to like talk to you and like let you know i was i guess i was in like the top like one percent of like performing profiles or something <laughs> yeah so i was it just kind of ended up like it kept carrying on um and that's that's just kind of how it went and then i built up some other clients on the side too um and now with that it's just been since COVID ended i haven't been or has started to end you know it hasn't been like as crazy busy but you know it's still a really great thing that i get to keep on as like a side hustle and i'll always be able to do it and like make some money doing that so i love it man it's it's i'm really lucky yeah right on dude um being as you're you're freelancing the the sound engineering so like mm -hmm. uh, how how does the transaction work like do people just like send send you uh there's their stuff and you work on it like uh, how does it work yeah definitely so i mean i try to keep it as like professional as possible you know just because yeah that just helps everybody when it's like a professional service so you know i require stems demo mix reference track you know how you want your files named etc you know if someone's new i actually have some videos where i'll send them like hey this is how you should export your stems this is what i'll need blah 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 so that way you know i'm kind of hands off on that part the video will explain everything because I was trying to explain to people like three or four times. I'm like, I can't, I can't keep telling people the same thing over and over again. Um, and then my pricing, I actually do prorated pricing kind of based on the number of stems in a song, just because like, you know, if I'm only mixing like a rap dude's vocals to his beat and it's like five stems, am I really going to charge that guy $200, you know? 
but I, cause I mean, it's only going to take me, you know, whatever, 15 minutes, 20 minutes to do the mix. So I yeah. kind of have tiered pricing. So it's like, I do like, I'll do like five stems for 45, 10 for 95, uh, 25 for like 130 or 150. And then anything above that is usually like 200 bucks, depending on like how big the project is and if the person is nice to me or not. So yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes when people are rude, I'm just like, dude, I just I won't even work with them. So I'm like, that's just gonna be a pain to yeah. try and send stuff back and forth. But yeah, I work yeah. with people of like, you know, all like quality levels. Like I've actually worked with some like really crazy talented people that I was really surprised. I've worked with some people where I'm like, dude, I wish you would have messaged me before you just ordered this because like honestly, like it's not gonna sound much better. But you know, sometimes that's all people want is like they just want like that little bit of improvement or Every once in a while, I'll get people that want me to do stuff for like their boyfriend or girlfriend where they recorded a song. I'm like, oh, well, it's like, that's kind of sweet. Like, you know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's, no, that's rad that, you know, you uh, um, kind of just like uh, took off with uh, the service and, and it um, has like proliferated so much. Um, mm-hmm. That's cool. Like, yeah. Like Fiverr's, you know, it's, it's a useful tool. I, um, I like started doing, I freelance write press releases or, or like artist bios for people. Um, pretty much mostly in the Milwaukee area. When I started doing it like a year and a half ago, I'm like, oh yeah, this is going to become my livelihood one day. It, mm. At this point, I've accepted it probably won't. <laughs> I get like maybe one or two clients a month, but you yeah, know, it, yeah. you know, it's still like some, uh, some like, beer money some date money you know it's uh it's just just a little money on the side um but um but you know it it definitely has potential for those that are willing to like really build and invest in their brand like and provide quality work like it's it's a a useful it's definitely a useful tool yeah i agree 100 percent yeah, I really, like I said, I kind of always thought of it as this like joke thing where I want to go get something done for $5, but like they really, they really doing a good job of kind of changing the shape of the marketplace where it's, you know, especially obviously, you know, with everything moving more, way more digital, especially in the last couple of years, you know, I think there's going to still be huge growth potential, you know, in the next five to 10 years for them where people are going to be, you know, the next generation, they're not going to necessarily want to call someone up and ask them to do something. They're going to just want to go on the website and order it. So, you know, I think there's a lot of potential for growth there still, especially in the future, just based on the way things are heading. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You can develop some good contacts uh, through it, for sure. Um, so that's cool, though. Um, that, yeah, that's that's really dope. Did you feel welcomed back in open arms? Oh, my God, yes. I went to, uh, I think it was like Walker and Royce. It was so it's actually really funny. So are you familiar with Walker and Royce, the the duo? They do house music? Uh, I don't think I am, actually. Okay, well, it was just funny. So we had like a, we called it a breakup party in Los Angeles, like me and all of our roommates or whatever, for when me and Seth were moving back. And we went and saw Walker and Royce. And then it just so happened that I came back. And then the next weekend, they were playing in Milwaukee at the Miramar. So we went to this party too, saw them again and just got to see like everybody, like everybody and like their mom came out for the show, like so randomly. I got to see, you know, Ole, Alex, a bunch of like the old like people that I used to rave with, just industry people in general. Like I got to see Chris too. Chris was there. That was so random. But uh, yeah, (laughs) Uh, it was just really, really good to see a bunch of people I had not seen in forever. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So 
since uh, returning. Um, so have you still been working on any music of your own? Yeah, I do some production for fun. I do like, um, I'll make like house music for fun or like, uh, I'll do like some melodic feature based stuff or like, I actually, I really like hard style and like hard bounce. So I, I understand that's not for everyone. I get that. I, I make that for me. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. So, there you go. yeah, I just do it for fun. I don't know. I've kind of thought about maybe just like starting like a little project or something just to put some stuff out. Nothing, nothing that crazy or whatever. Maybe just finish up some tunes, put it out. If people like it, they like it. You know, it's it's whatever. It's just kind of more of a like a passion thing for me at this point. It's yeah. like, oh, like you know, oh, I had this cool idea. I might as well like make it because I'm not you know doing right. anything right now. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a little like home project type stuff. But mm -hmm. you know, you the door is always open to like put it out into the world and you know see yeah uh, what happens. That's it. Obviously, you've already done that plenty. Uh, yeah. <laughs> to this point so how did you get your eyes on Chicago um Chicago's kind of been somewhere so I was considering moving to Chicago before I went to Los Angeles before too um and it just so happens that Chicago one of my other best friends his name's Cody that I mentioned him earlier that I used to DJ with he lives there now and uh actually one of my other buddies um who's a really good friend of mine named Dan lives down there too and I went back I think it was for spring awakening or something I just got to hang out with all them down there and stuff. And, you know, it's just kind of like a little bit of a bigger version of Milwaukee too. It was nice. You know, I got, you know, got the VIP, got watch right in, blah, 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 you know? So it felt very, it's very nice to have that, you know, kind of at home feeling when, even when you're not at home. Um, so that was kind of like a deciding factor for me is like, well, I kind of already have like a little bit of a base established here where I don't need to, you know, cause I don't, I'm not going to stay living in Kenosha and I don't necessarily want to move back. A lot of my family lives in like the Milwaukee and Brookfield area. So I might end up back up there, but I'm still not ready to go back up there yet. Like I definitely want to go somewhere else. So Chicago just seemed like kind of like a nice medium point where I could still be like close enough to like my family and other friends. I'll still have them there and then just kind of go from there. I've kind of considered doing maybe something like Miami too in a few years. I'm just going to kind of play it by ear, but that was also kind of on my radar to do. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, sounds like uh, you know you're you're working with what makes sense in the moment. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, I mean Chicago would be cool. Um, I'm from the Chicago area, and cool. Chicago definitely parties. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, uh, I used to go to um, Lollapalooza every year, uh, mm -hmm. like with my, um, like high school buddies, uh, we used to go like when we were all in college, it was kind of like a reunion thing that we would do every year. Um, I haven't been in a while, but who knows, man? I mean, you know, it sounds like a lot of the artists that, um, like, uh, you look up to or otherwise like would play with, uh, mm -hmm. um, or have played with, um, yeah, like all seem to thrive in Chicago. So it's, it seems yeah. like it, it sounds like you, it seems like you would be right at home uh, doing what you're doing. Yeah, definitely. Like, and then like, I mean, the other thing too, you kind of brought it up with like the artists who live at home. Like I hear from so many artists how the Midwest is their favorite place to play like Chicago or Milwaukee, especially in like dance music. Like they like, they love it here. Like so much, like it's always, they always say it too. It's like, this is like the kids here go the hardest. They always have the most fun. Like there's no, like, you know, there's no place like it. So. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, when, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Maybe it's, it has something to do with like, if you don't have like, you know, if you're not on the coast, mm -hmm. like 
as like the catalyst, you know, like yeah. uh, you get a lot of pent up energy here in the Midwest. Yeah, um, I get that. yeah, I can, I can see that. Yeah, that, that's probably where it comes from. You know, we can't go outside and do anything so for like half the year. So yeah. <laughs> when yeah. something comes to do, it's like, yeah, let's do it. Like, <laughs> yeah. let's go in the fucking woods, dude. Yeah, come on, <laughs> let's go, man. What are we waiting for? <laughs> Yeah, that's awesome. So, well, uh, yeah, man, uh, Mike, uh, it's great, great talking to you and uh, hearing yeah. about, you know, uh, where um, your travel, your your creative and uh, your personal and professional travels have taken you uh, over the years. And um, sounds like things have come full circle, but you know, you will continue drawing circles as the years as the years <laughs> go on. Um, yeah, dude. Uh, yeah, yeah, great to great to hear more about what what you what you're working on and stuff. Uh, my last question really is just kind of like, um, what are besides moving, um, mm -hmm. what are like some more like professional goals you have like um, as far as like sound engineering goes, music that sort of thing. Yeah, I mean, like professional goal wise, you know, I'm honestly, I'm kind of shifting gears at this point. I'm actually looking at like some kind of like remote, like client management positions at a couple different companies right now. Um, and that's just just a personal thing, just because I've been doing this music thing for so long that I, I actually want to try something different now because I've done music for so long. Um, but as far as like the goals for like the, my own like music project would just be, you know, I just want to put it out there and just like let have, if people like it, they like it. I just, you know like that that'd be good enough for me i don't need to i like to just continue to play shows occasionally i like to still just keep my engineering business going still as well and just do what makes me happy i guess you know i i guess i haven't i haven't really i don't have that many lofty goals for it right now just because i am very happy with like where i'm at for like the first time in my life in like a really long time <laughs> so maybe you know i always always set all these crazy goals like all the time and like for the first time ever i'm just kind of like wow like you know this is kind of it like i'm right here i've kind of i've done all those crazy things that i've wanted to and you know i'm kind of in this transition period of kind of like looking for um you know what's next and i'm not sure 100 percent if it's going to be all music based or if it's going to be more of like a professional business space or some kind of blend of the two. Um, so I'm just sure. kind of out there trying to figure it out right now. Yeah, man. Well, all the power to you. Um, yeah. Uh, thanks for being on the show, dude. Yeah, dude. Thank you so much for having me, Ben. It's really, really great. Yeah. Um, no problem. Uh, so it's a, you're, you're my third episode back. So like, I'm kind of like getting back into the, uh, the, 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 uh, the, the zone, you know, about like, yeah interviewing people keeping up with people like keeping it engaging like it's it's been like uh it's almost felt like i'm like uh still seeing if this works you know sure. and, and so far so good yeah yeah i mean you did a great job i mean you always you always had good questions for me so you know i haven't been bored <laughs> but well that is affirming um so yeah. as we're closing out i ask everyone the same two questions um mm -hmm. the first question is Mike, uh, what keeps you up at night? What keeps me up at night? <laughs> this is going to be a funny answer, but right now I've been having dreams about pizza because I've been on this diet since I got back to like lose weight and I can't have any carbs. And I have been dreaming about pizza and that has been keeping me up for like the last two weeks. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that's understandable. Yeah. Uh, well, the flip side of that is what puts you to sleep. 
Well, it puts me to sleep. Um, yeah. hmm. uh, <laughs> listening to your podcast, obviously, like in a good way. Like, you know, <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's the only right answer. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I, uh, I don't know if I would be able to listen to myself uh, talk uh, uh, into the wee hours of the night. But hey, if someone does that, then cool. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's, you know, a little something here, a little something there that always helps put me to sleep. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Everyone, everyone's got their, uh, everyone's got their method, you know? So yeah. Uh, yeah. Thanks again, Mike, for being on the show. Yeah, man. Thanks so much again for having me, dude. I appreciate it. Let's talk soon. Yeah, you bet. Uh, for everyone watching, um, I'll be tagging uh, Rocket Power so you can, you know, check out their music on streaming platforms. Uh, also find Mike's Fiverr link so you can find him on there if you need any uh, sound engineering work done. Uh, but uh, thank you for watching, Mr. Nice Guy. And uh, we'll see you next time, folks. Yeah.